Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Proactive. Again, this is the podcast where we dive deep into the realms of productivity. Remember, this is not another podcast about just being productive in business or more achievement. Our hosts, Dr. Tina, Richie, and Arthur, as well as our guests each week, will provide you with tips, strategies, and insights to supercharge your best life. Proactive is about being productive mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So if you are ready to produce your best life and balance being with doing, then hit the subscribe button below and get proactive. And now let's welcome today's guest. Today we have Chikuma, otherwise known as Chucks. He's a young guy, he's 21, and he's already a certified personal trainer. He's going to be a physical therapist that's on his goal list, and he is set to go. He's in college. Uh, with an exercise major and soon to be in grad school, being a physical therapist. He's an interesting world traveler, born in California, raised in Nigeria, and back now on the East Coast. He spent much of his life in Cameroon and then the United Kingdom as well. And now again, he's in the United States. So as he puts it, his story is still being written, but he is here to talk to us about how he continues to produce his best life so thank you for joining us, Chucks. How you doing? Oh, well, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. I can't complain, to be honest. Yeah. Excellent. So basic question to start with. How do you, you got a lot of goals and you've achieved a bunch already. How do you go about being the producer of your life? How do you create your story and, and stay productive and on track? How do I stay productive? Well, I can only speak for myself. If people relate, then they do relate. But obviously, I have a goal, right? I'm very goal-oriented. I have things I want to, milestones I want to hit before a certain age, things I want to do, people I want to help, right? I have a mom, I have two sisters, one younger, one older. And um, being that I see myself as, as someone who in the long run can really benefit them, I can't be lax, I can't be lazy, right? So that helps me stay on my toes. Um, in addition to that, I believe that discipline is a big thing too. So obviously motivation is good and being motivated helps me, you know, it helps me a lot, but motivation can only take you so far. So I have this like constant thought in my head that I have to discipline myself. I have to beat my flesh and are the things I want to do that I need to do, right? That I don't necessarily want to do in the moment, I have to do, right? So, I mean, there's several things, you know, that help me stay on track, but I think for the most part it's my mentality, right? Knowing that discipline is needed to achieve anything in life. Right. And being that I, like I said before, I'm goal oriented, then I mean, two plus two is four, right? I have to be disciplined to achieve my goals. So there's really no room for anything else. Do you have any specific tools that you use to keep you keep your discipline disciplined? Yeah, it is hard to stay disciplined. So as for tools, I think just meditation. Right, I like to be by myself. You know, secluded, just away from reality, just in my own mind because it helps me kind of sort my thoughts out. So meditation is a big thing for me. Uh, I live by myself, so I really don't have a choice, do I? Right? <laughs> I kind of just, um, yeah, when I can, put my headphones in. I love to listen to music. Music helps me a lot. I am very specific with the music I listen to, right? Because obviously we have different genres out there. Depending on what you, I believe that what you take in is what ultimately you're going to put back in the world, right? So you have to listen to productive things. Um, just like what we're doing, right, with this podcast and everything, people are going to listen to this. Right, they're going to learn about how to be productive and stuff like that. And 
listening to it, they're taking it in, actively taking it in. They're gonna put that back at, you know, into the world. So with that philosophy, I take that. And even with my music, if I'm listening to something, I'm making sure I'm listening to them telling me about how to make money, how to be smart, how to be a good person, humble. This and that in the lyrics of the songs, right? So music is a big thing for me. And I think, yeah, working out too. Oh, I almost forgot the most important one. Working out, going to the gym, being physically active. That's like the most, I can't even find a word to describe it. Without working out, believe me, I don't know where I would be. Probably be like <laughs> doing some rotten stuff somewhere, honestly. So working out also helps me. And you'd be surprised how much physical discipline right, can translate into everything else. If you're able to like do a certain amount of reps, even when you're tired, you'd be surprised how that, like I said before, translates into like other worldly activities, right? So you go to the gym when you're tired, you're physically tired, you can't do something, but you force yourself to go to the motion, right? That really helps. So even going back to being disciplined, going to the gym helps me do that. Thank you. Thank you. I have a question for you about music, if I may. I love course, the yeah. fact that you said you listen to the lyrics and you choose the lyrics. Have you ever considered how the the actual melody or the beat and if that is as much of an importance to you as the lyrics oh that's it's funny you ask because i remember and also i'm not sure if i told you about this but she because so i have a sister like i mentioned before right i have mm -hmm. one older and one younger now the young my younger sister what so at one point we we're all living together right now my younger sister's in nigeria my older sister lives in east Chester, which is not too far away from where i live but we're still apart from each other, right? But at some point we were together. And I used to I used to hear my little sister, like while she sleeps, she would listen to like you ever like, you know, back in the day the TVs had a signal, and sometimes the signal would go out and you would have like the shh the white noise. And she would put that on. Yeah, and she would put that on and listen to it while she's and I'm like, what the hell's going on? At some <laughs> point I was thinking that my sister was losing it, right? And so she did that. And then my, my big sister, she would listen to songs without lyrics, right? And then certain songs she would listen to just disturb me. I'm, I'm not sure why they disturbed me, but, you know, come to find out that the people that made the songs either already died or have, like, a shady history. So I'm very particular with the melody, too, because I believe melody, like, rhythm, sound. I won't go too deep into, like, my, uh, my conspiracy theories and everything, but I believe that sound... Sound can possibly manipulate the mind of a human being, right? So if you're particular with what you listen to, I think that will help you, mm. help you out. That's what that's what I believe. Okay, and so you you choose the songs based on both the lyrics and the melodies and the beat. And the melody, yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent. How about you guys? What what's your relationship to music and whether it helps you be more productive or not? I. Uh... In New York, I listened to 103.5. I think that's KTU. It's sort of bebop, not bebop, but upbeat new new stuff. And uh, so it's I pop like music. That it's what? Pop music? Is that what you mean? Pop music, yeah, pop music. So uh, <laughs> basically, I like the rhythm with it. And, uh, you know, it I, it gives me some energy and makes me more alive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how about you, Richie? What's your take on music? Yeah, so I'm I'm on board with Chikua. Um, we've had many conversations in the past about uh, conspiracy theories. Um, I believe that that certain frequencies resonate with people, um, and we've had conversations on this podcast before about how we're all energy, and certain frequencies will hit your energy levels, 
So they'll make you feel better. They'll make you feel sad. And, and they do have an effect up and down on, on who you are. Um, so I, I listen to music that, that is of the moment. So if I'm feeling quite down, like today was quite a stressful day. Um, I put some happy music on Christmas music. Um, uh, I love the Pogues. So I put that on and straight away, bam, instantaneously, my energy just lifted. So um, I, I'm on board with that one, 100%. I believe that what you listen to will change you internally. So it's always good to try and raise your your levels of, of happiness rather than listen to something that's potentially going to break down. All right. So I'm going to bring up, there's a book I read called Bittersweet by Susan Cain. And Bittersweet is why was she attracted to melancholy music? that are more like funeral dirges and and sad things and it's a it's a great book i i invite i'm not getting paid by her to promote her book or anything like that but she actually says that humans connect through sadness and we can connect energetically through our vulnerability and our sadness and sadness is a human emotion that we shouldn't necessarily try to eliminate, but we don't need to stay there. And so if you're feeling sad, like one of my mentors actually says, you know, put on a playlist of sad music for a certain amount of time, time it. You got three songs of sadness and then it's time to move the vibration up, right? So we want energy, emotions are energy in motion. And the goal is to move from wherever we are to another place, to alchemize that emotion into something that can help us produce something. So I just invite you not to always, to feel the sadness, feel the anger, feel the rage, go through the fire to get higher. Otherwise it stays stuck to your cells and is residual trauma. That's really interesting because, and again, the gym going back to, to what you were saying about the gym when i'm in the gym i'll listen to kind of heavy metal hardcore heavy metal things that i would never listen to outside of the gym and most of the time i walk out of a headache but i'll listen to something that'll really get me into it because i need that energy to be able to lift those weights and yeah. throw them around so again it, it's very much it's it's the moment and and how I or who I need to be rather in that moment is is what I will use the music to be able to achieve that that persona and you probably would not play the same music to put your kid to bed no right you need a lullaby (laughs) right so it's like you choose the music for the mood yeah and you can actually choose the music to listen to to feel the mood you're in and to transition Mm. yourself to another mood that you might want to get to. So so is it reasonable to say then that music or something else, Chuck said it was uh, meditation sometimes for him or music also, so you can take, if you spend some time figuring out what's best for you, each person individually, then that will shape your energy. And if you're in sync, because Tina, that's your thing, right? Being in sync with nature and harmony and all this other things, then would that make you more productive and more likely to for you to or all of us, right, to, to succeed? Well, I think we are vibrational beings. And so we vibrate with music. I, I just spent a weekend with what's called five rhythms, which is a a method to 
uh, I thought it was go inward, dance through dance and through rhythm and through there's an arc of movement through different it's a specific way to move through music for your emotions and stuff um so yeah i think i think music is critical as an embodiment practice as a medit an embodied meditation so i think chuck's got he knows exactly what he's talking about it for himself choosing music that helps him move through his day and and design his life it's, it's, it's interesting because I'm actually gaining from, you know, it's like you might know something and then forget it sometimes, right? And then somebody else speaks about it and you just, talk, just think to yourself, oh, yeah, that's that's wonderful and correct. You know, Richie mentioned persona and how music, I believe music is so powerful. Honestly, it's like, I don't think human beings can really comprehend the power of, of music and how it affects them. Obviously, those who have the knowledge of how frequencies affect, you know, their spirits or, you know, their being, Right, they have that knowledge, but even then, you still don't understand how deep it goes. Sometimes I'm in the gym and I'm trying to hit a PR and I need to get pumped and I need to become like a god. Forgive my, I don't believe I'm god at all, but I, I need to become like someone that no man can, no man can come near, no man can, you know, come against. And I'm listening to songs that are just so like, I would never, I would never recommend it to anyone who's trying to, who's trying to meditate, right? But it's because I'm trying to be, I'm trying to become an auto ego. I'm trying to switch my persona. Now, whether it's healthy or not, I'm not sure. But I'm simply trying to point out the power of music and how it really affects people. Now, you can honestly take that and twist it around and use it to calm yourself down, right? Become mellow, right? But in the same regard, you can make it something that can empower you to an extent that you can possibly destroy nations. If that makes sense, All right? So, so there's an exhibit in the art museum in in Nashville, Tennessee. And it's in the children's museum section and they have sand in a box and you dial the frequency of the sound in the box and the sound, the, the, depending on the frequency of the sound, the sand picture, the, the way the sand molecules line up and the picture you see of the sand changes based on the frequency. You go to the next box, you will get the same picture depending on the frequency. So our molecules, sand molecules, literally align differently depending on sound frequencies. And we are no different as physical human beings. So our molecules actually change their alignment depending on the frequencies we are listening to. And so, yeah, music changes you physically as well as emotionally. And it can actually obviously get to you spiritually depending on the music and can connect you to an identity upgrade which is what you're trying to do when you're in the gym going i want to be like rocky you know i want to be you're you're changing the molecules and your brain is is having an identity upgrade and so if you can see something in another human it means you have those qualities and you just need to bring them out. And if the music brings them out or the music makes you more disciplined to lift stronger weights so you become a stronger person, you will then become your icon or like your icon, your version. So what you're doing makes sense scientifically. If I'm doing a one-on-one -on -one and it's free weights or or we're doing, let's say, a bench press, I've, I've never told my client to put their headphones on and put some music that's going to pump them up. 
when I do my classes, that's different because I'll put on music that I know gets people going. But I've never thought about doing it with a single client. Is that something that you've tried? It's interesting you bring that up because I do the same thing, actually. So my my structure is if I'm teaching a class, which I do right on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, well, almost every day, I put on music and I'm pumping them up. And uh, sometimes because my playlist is pretty... It's pretty weird, you know. I'll go from like hype music to like some mellow, and it's, it's weird sometimes, right? And you know, sometimes the, the members would be like, "Dude, what's going on, man? I need to get pumped. Why are you playing Jonas Bros?" And I'm like, I really find that interesting because that means they need to feel that energy too. But the reason I don't think I would do that with a private client, like a one-on-one, is because when I when I get that client, right, one thing I do try to emphasize is that. We're also trying to build discipline, right? Which means, like, think about it. Try to contrast, right? Mm. Imagine someone who needs music to change up their persona, to become what they need to be to do a certain thing. Yeah. And imagine the other person who can do that by themselves without the need of music, by just zoning in, right? On a surface mm. level, the guy who can do it without music, people would, would, would see or deem as, quote-unquote, forgive my the term, but superior in a way. So mm. that's just my point of view, right? I believe that if we're able to do a discipline with that music, obviously music is just there to help us feel better in the moment, to change, to, to get what we need to get without having to stress ourselves too much. Some people need it. Some people need it to be able to get to a certain point, right? Mm-hmm. Other people who can get to that point without music, honestly, I look at them and I, and I, uh, I share them. There's actually a guy, his name is David Goggins, and he was talking <laughs> about how he's in the gym and he works he works out and he doesn't use music. Yeah. And his me- the method of his manual is because people who need music to be able to do certain things, and this is not saying that it's not good at all, but if there's going to be a discipline, is it the best thing to do? There was a point in time when I, I lost my headphones and my, they're pretty expensive. So I, I, I didn't want to buy any you know, new ones until the, the month after. So I went through like my whole life without music, without anything. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Being on the bus, having to zone out. Mm. having to have to like focus on so much sound so much stimuli if you can narrow it down and and focus on life your life i think it's a very good way to train yourself to be honest Mm. so i i want to say number one triathlons usa triathlon you're not allowed to wear headphones okay so when i do my triathlons i can't wear headphones and our training we weren't allowed to wear headphones and i it is a different workout and a different mentality and as we train to get to a place where you don't need the headphones, perhaps using the headphones in a sense as the crutch, as the bridge, so you can feel in your body that you can do this and then you can take them off, right? So think about training wheels on a bicycle so that the kid gets used to how to ride a bike and he gets it down And then you take the training wheels off and he can do it because he's now trained. He has the muscle memory, right, of how to do something, right? When my kid played baseball, when you're in Little League all the way up through college, they don't use wood bats often. And now that he got to the minors, he has to use a wood bat. But he now has muscle memory of how to hit the ball and how to hit far. And he has to translate it with a new bat. So... Just like if you're depressed and you don't know how to get out of depression and you use nice music, 
to move you through the emotions. And then you remember what it's like not to be depressed. You then have muscle memory of not being depressed. And maybe the next time you won't need music to get there. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about the generations. Um, So my wife and I, we have children from 17 all the way down to four. Um, And we find, certainly I find with the oldest, if she's feeling down, she actually listens to music that's quite down as well. Um, it's very slow. It's very deep. It's all about how you lost someone. And yeah, for me, I find it quite depressing. But having this conversation, it's given me a slight alteration in the way that I view what she's doing. Um, because it actually, maybe it, she's just. Country she's just music has a lot of herself. listeners, right? <laughs> Country yeah. music's pretty popular in this country, right? Oh, country music's amazing. <laughs> Even in England, country music country. is huge. I love, love it. country music. It's, right, it's amazing. It's a lot it's of that bittersweet down. Yeah. Everyone left me. I'm alone. I'm dying. I you know, know but it's it's such a story, and every song is a story, and that's why I love it because you, you have a beginning <laughs> and then this crazy middle bit, and then there's a crazy ending, and yeah, yeah. You, you can't go wrong with country music. <laughs> You know, whilst we're talking about country music, if I would give a recommendation, right? There's a group called Home Free. Ever since I found them, my life, life has changed. Honestly, it's been a, they just, now normally they cover other like songs that are, that were made by other people, but it's just the way they do it. The accent, right? The mannerisms, the, uh, the, the unison, when they sing the unison, the voice, it's just, it's wonderful, man. And then they normally cover songs that are Southern in nature, like in, um, in genre, it's country music, right? And then it's just wonderful. So if you want to check them out, check them out. I recommend you do that. Right? That's me. My taste in music is not the worst, so <laughs> try it out. Okay. Depends on who you ask, right? Everyone has a different, <laughs> uh, you know, tempo, energy level, karma, whatever, right? So, uh, well, preference. Fair enough. Fair enough. Everybody's vibrating on a different level, and so what they attract and enjoy, the white noise that your sister needed was what she needed, right? Uh, it was she needed it, but it was very. But, you know, to be honest. <laughs> if you take if you take that to the bigger level, this is your world, Tina, and not mine. I'm just an accountant, but you know, you can say that total wellness is is different, or you know, different at the edges, or largely different for each person, right? So, and it, and it could be different over time, right? One hundred percent, it is. It's you know, you're on this planet to do you, to Arthur. Do you're you. not here to do me. Chuck's no. here to be Chuck's, right? That would be Which scary is... if I were doing you. <laughs> hey, my whatever. But <laughs> but but at the end of the day, right? Our goal, well, my goal is to be authentically me everywhere I go. And every where I, you know, everywhere I go, the only person, the only common denominator is always me. Right. Yeah, so your the truth. patterns in your life, the way you do one thing is the way you do all things. And everywhere you go, there you are. So if you keep hitting the same pattern, oh, these people did this to me. These people did this to me. These people did this to me. Hmm. Who's the common denominator? Mm-hmm. Right. So producing your best life is is trying to figure out who is the authentic you underneath that you want to that you are and that you want to be. And yeah, my music may be way different than someone else's music and what brings me up or down or through in fitness, right? We all, we got two fitness trainers and a crazy ass athlete here that, you know, pretends 
and and Arthur who loves a Zumba. What when I ask folks, are they athletic, right? Are they moving their bodies? It doesn't really matter if you hula hoop, poga stick, or do a triathlon. It's that you're moving. Yeah, that's something we we try and push in 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 the fitness world. That you know you could be just Joe Average coming off the streets first time in the gym. It doesn't matter. You've turned up, and that's the first step. Uh, you know, and it, for the Zumba, for the yoga, for those kind of, it doesn't matter it, who you are, where you come from, what your background is. You're there to have fun and learn and and experience something new. Um, and certainly, when I'm when I in the past when I was training people, I, I just tried to explain to them that you'll start here, and this is your bar. This is where you're at. But if you continue to to come to the gym and you continue to keep on moving, then you'll keep on moving up. And before you know it, you certainly the gym I used to work at, we'd do a three month period with um, the training, and that's what they would sign up for initially. And and I would promise people that they may come in and, and feel weak. They may come in and feel that maybe they're out of place, fish out of water. But by month three, they will be a totally different person to who they were when they walked in. So. Yeah, I mean, we talk about being the true you and being yourself. Um, but I know Chikuma, the productivity side, of a lot of people I've met since I moved to America, he's got to be one of the most productive people I think I've ever met, if I'm honest. And don't take that away from you, the two of you selves, but he is so productive. Um, and I know that um, you're doing Cheers, social media as well. So do you want to tell us about your social media that you're doing? Definitely. So I so I started this social media thing a while ago. I wasn't really big on it when I came to the country because I didn't care too much for it. But then when I figured out it was way too the um, I don't think push my agenda is the right word. Sounds a bit sinister. I, uh, it was a good way to just, I don't know, put out positivity into the world. I started, so I, I made my fitness page. Um, I started with just posting, you know, workouts, just me working out, to be honest. Some shirtless pics from here to there. This is sort of progress and everything. But yeah, I started doing that. I have many ideas on how to, you know, capitalize and how to further that the world of social media on my part, right? How to further that and make it something substantial, something that I can actually be proud of. Well, obviously, I'm proud of it now, but, you know, we're moving forward with it. So um, my, I have an Instagram that I'm, I think I'm the most active on Instagram. Most likely going to start doing some TikTok in the future. Uh, maybe some YouTube. For me, it's, it's kind of it's step by step, but right? it's a process. I, you you have to have a good following in one place to be able to translate that to the other. It just helps you. Right? You can't just start like a you know go on the platform and just decide to you know start a YouTube channel without a backing already. It's going to be very hard. So for me right now, I'm focusing on my Instagram, just building that up. I post workouts from here to there. You know, you have people who I have people who text me in my DMs, just asking about tips and how to do this, how to do that. You'd be surprised how the simplest things, right, really help the majority of people, right? I don't, we were talking about this the other day, right? You don't have to engage in complex exercises to be able to benefit from, from the exercise. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, simple exercises like a bicycle, properly done with proper form, right, will take you from here to there in like mm. obviously a good amount of time because we're timely and we're listed too. Well, you you progress, mm-hmm. right? What we need to you know understand is that progress takes time, and proper form equals proper progress. So yeah, yeah. Um, for me, my my goal is to use my Instagram, build it up, and use that to be able to teach people. 
give them a better understanding of, of the fitness world and how things go and proper format. Because trust me, when I see people do things wrongly, it just, I feel like somebody's shooting me in my head. So, you know, it just, <laughs> especially working in the physical therapy field, right? I see what, you know, lack of proper form can do to people. People come in here with pain everywhere mm. and it look good. And you ask them, oh, what's going on? What happened? Uh, you know, I was picking up the dumbbell and I was, you know, I'm like, really? That's interesting. Yeah. Man. Yeah, you worry about the future injuries. Oh man, it's it's yeah. I see it happening before my eyes. Yeah, that's great. Funny that you say proper form and how you can get hurt. It just occurred to me that in the fitness world, you guys physically see if they're doing exercises incorrectly, and you try and correct them to do it right. In the met in the medical field where I'm at, right. Are you living a healthy life and will that translate to health and wellness or are you not living a healthy life? And then why, why are you surprised when you get a disease? Right? So it's very similar. The issue, unfortunately, is that our system is somewhat corrupt. So even people who try and do the right thing, they don't know how to eat because they weren't taught right. Or the food is somewhat corrupted and doesn't have the nutrients that you think it has, but it's just, an, it was just an awareness of, yeah. The same thing. If you're doing it wrong, not right or wrong, but there's a a better way to do it that you don't get. Yeah, hurt. yeah. I mean, for, for fitness side, um, food's expensive. To eat healthy, it's expensive over here in in the US. And that's something I found since I've moved over. But people tend to put that, and then they 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 tar everything with the same brush. So people say, oh, you know, I can't afford to get fit i can't afford to go to the gym but really you can do things at home uh, and if you want to be productive in fitness then do something at home um and i know um we were talking Shakuma and i were talking about um doing online sessions for people so they could be at home and they could they could just take part in it part of the app that uh, we're building um at the moment for productivity go is that there's going to be free sessions online so people will be able to log in via the app um, and then they'll be able to just be in their house, in their bedroom and just get themselves moving. And it goes back to what we said earlier in the conversation is that it, it's about turning up and it's just about moving your body and, and starting to get yourself potentially into a deficit for the calories. Understanding that if you stuff your face full, then you're not going to lose weight because uh, that's just how the body works. So you need to just take in a little less and work out a little more, just get moving um, and take on water because that's one of the most important parts of it. Um, yeah, and I so... invite you to understand that it's not always calories in, calories out. It's what calories are going in, what your bacteria are as you go in, and you can learn to cook. And that may solve a lot of the expensive product pro of food. You can go to buy things at Costco, that are affordable, cook them, make soups, mm. make stews, and save a lot of money and get the right foods. Yeah. I mean, we live in a throwaway society. So you've got um, these big chains who have just an abundance of food every day that they're throwing away. And I know society is trying to change that where in the UK, it's already happened where um, Sainsbury's big, big companies like that, um, they they get fruit and vegetables that are about to go out and they put them in boxes and then they'll sell that entire box for a pound, which equates to about a dollar 30. So you can get an entire box of fruit and vegetables that maybe, maybe it's got two or three days left on it, but you can cook it off, freeze it. Um, mm -hmm. And actually you don't lose any of the nutritional value by freezing it. 
not much. So you can create meals, put it in the freezer, pull it out in that morning, and then know that you... There's your fast food. Yeah, exactly that, exactly. So yeah, so there is a way if there's a will, and you've got to have the will to be able to to move forward. And I think that that's probably the starting point for most people when it comes to fitness. Just have the will to, to be able to just step outside of your comfort zone and just move forward with it. Even if it's just going for a walk, five minute walk a day, it's still better than doing nothing. Right. Just show up. Just make your bed. Exactly. Like you said last time. Okay. That's all the time we have for today, Proactivators. I'd like to thank our guests, Chucks, for their amazing insights and check out their social media platforms. It'll be in the show notes. And I invite you all to listen to our next episode. Our podcast drops every Monday at 9 a.m. And until next time, please remember, time is our most valuable resource. So we invite you to get proactive, be productive, and ensure that you produce your very best life.